Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the You Got a Minute Fam podcast, the show about our show within IB Sports. As always, I am joined by El Vice Presidente, my right-hand man, Actively Lazy. Tristan ain't here, yo, so I'm on everybody's ass. So if yeah. you ready, get ready. If you not ready, you better get ready. I'm on everybody's ass. My yeah, you had to hold here, back so I'm talking lot. cash money. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was G-rated last week, but we, fuck that. We on BET Uncut tonight. I'm going to say I've been preparing for the show, so one thing I'm going to try not to do is to rehash the arguments, just kind of go over it, because the people, and we can start doing it, but the people aren't necessarily here to defend themselves, because I got in some real heated debates, so I'm going to try to be, you know, I have more beefs than you have, like my beefs are real, um, so I'm going to try not to like go go back over the beefs, because that's not fair, but so starting off, fines and or mutes, our all-stars came through for us today, or this week, and Dalton, muted some guy I had never heard of that had been in a group since maybe 2014-2015. But anyway, Dalton Collins, all-star. You should all sign up. He muted Anthony mm, Trepasconi for 24 hours. He said, and that granted, this is Dalton uh, pandering to Team Nickel. No Nickel playing a robin to this saltine, especially not arguably the best all-around player in today's NBA. And Anthony's post was saying that Kawhi would be Luca's Robin. <laughs> so I'm gonna talk shit on the dude, but he got two P's and two C's in his name. He gotta be mafia connected. He probably a soprano on the low. Maybe maybe he's not a soprano. He's more like an alto. So he's like somewhere in between. Like he's trying to blend. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, that, that's the dumbest shit I've seen in a long time. Especially for somebody that's been in the group for so long. Maybe he just wanted the attention. But um, to, to even suggest that somebody who's a two-time finals MVP and has literally been the feature on every single team that he's played on actively went to find a team when he was a free agent that he could be the guy for would come to Dallas and, and be a Robin to ball-hogging-ass Luka. Get out of here, man. I would be shocked if Luka – uh, well, I would be surprised if he left uh, the Clippers at all. And I would be shocked because he wanted to play with Paul George and, and it just didn't work out with the injuries. They could have won the championship possibly this year. I don't know if they would have beat Phoenix or not with, with him, but they had a good chance. But to go, I don't think Luka yeah. is the free agent draw that his fans and well, only Dallas fans think. Like, why would you want to play with a guy that ball dominant? Plus, these guys are all meeting around in the summer, hanging out and saying, hey, I want to play with you. So he's not in that clique. So I don't see anybody going on purpose to play with him of note that's in their prime. And and Kawhi said some great things about Luka. He was very respectful to Luka um, when he was talking about what it was like to play against him and, and whatnot after uh, the first round. But he's not going to go to a team with somebody with that kind of mentality, man. Like Kawhi wants the ball in his hands most of the time. He, he can like, not as ball-dominant as Luka per se, but he's that same type of player. Like, he's going to want the ball in his hands at all times and kind of facilitate and and, and run things through him. It's not going to work with somebody like Luka. I mean, Luka needs a point guard, like a real point guard, so he can play off the ball. Like, Luka doesn't need another person to to basically do what he does. It's not going to work. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't see – I think it's just going to be hard – for, to get somebody other than like if you could find Clay Thompson that 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 on trees you know Clay Thompson like players but even Bradley Beal like likes the ball these days and so I, I'm just not sure you know I, I guess other people have made, well have they really made it work but like Harden and Westbrook is that is that what you want if you put somebody like that beside Luca is that really like what you're looking for, what you think is going to win. I think the Mavs are a long ways off and maybe, I don't know if he'll, Luca doesn't have, I don't know. Dirk just fit. We'll see if Luca fits, but moving on. If, oh, go hold on, wait, before we go, before we go, if your franchise has rumors that a, a fucking gambler is calling the shots behind the scenes, they ain't going nowhere. No time soon. So we can just cut that shit right now. But you know, Mavericks ain't going nowhere. Our strong and proud Dallas Maverick contingent, and the <laughs> and also the Texas Crew rears their ugly head once again in IB Sports. The Texas Crew is notorious 
for just being sick of these out, dudes. right, yeah, sycophants and outlandish. Speaking of outlandish, Augustus. Yes, let's get to this one. Espinoza, newest all star. Another shakedown. Newest all star. <laughs> I August. I'm not even gonna read the whole thing that I did, but we did a top ten player poll, which upset me because it was PFF, and everybody knows PFF is my bible for football. Hey, but but. It was pretty obvious in their list by the fact that Brady was eight or nine and and, and maybe seven, and then Aaron Rodgers was eight or nine and Mahomes was two, that they weren't doing positional ba- value. So everybody chimed in with their positional value. And if you looked at the list, they obviously said it wasn't provision, provision, wow, positional value. It was just the top 10 best players. But besides that, even when we got into it, Augustus Espinoza said Max Crosby should be on the list. If you don't know Max Crosby, you shouldn't. He's a defensive end for the Raiders. I know you got a good rant on this, so go. <laughs> the only reason why I know Max Crosby is because some dumbass said that he was equally as deserving as Joey Bosa for defensive rookie of the year because because he had more sacks or as many sacks or some dumb shit they were talking about the year before last. Max Crosby sucks, people. He sucks. <laughs> You just want him to be good because he's got two X's at the end of his name and it makes it seem cool because Max is spelled with two X's. Like, I don't know, his parents just thought it'd be different. But he's not good. The Raiders' pass rush in general was not good last year. And you're telling me this is the feature player. He's not good. You know why he had, like, some success uh, his rookie season? Because nobody paid attention to his ass. And then one day somebody was like, yo, people are posting about Max Crosby. Maybe we should try to block him. And he disappeared. He's fucking. He's average on PFF. Then he's really trash because they grade everybody on the curve, including Tom Brady. But dude, stop bringing up Max Crosby. It pained me because I like it. I like Espinosa, man. He's a cool, dude. But no, nah, he failed me on that one, yo. And and he's a Vikings fan. Why the fuck is he even talking about Max Crosby? Bigging up Max Crosby. Who? It was on so what, weird. On, on what list? Oh, what? He's not even top ten on his team. He's not Probably a top, top 10, 10 edge rusher, league. period. He... Yeah, like, on what list? Say T.J. Watt for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, Max yeah, you, if you Crosby? wanted to crack somebody, T.J. Watt, yeah, you say T.J. Watt, shoot, you want to say J.J. Watt, at least we can expose you and say that's the past, but Max Crosby, you know what that tells me? 57.8 PFF grade last like year. That is, you don't watch football if you talk about Max. You don't watch it. You can't possibly watch it. Because if you've ever watched a Raiders game, you're not looking at those games and saying, damn, Max Crosby stands out. And you ain't never watched a Raiders game and said anything good about Max fucking Crosby, man. And he did get 10 sacks his rookie year, but you can luck into 10 sacks with effort. Anybody can get 10 sacks. Can he do it consistently? That's that's average now. Yeah. Can you do it consistently? He's just not. He he was, I believe he was a third round pick out of Minnesota, if I'm right, if my draft Nick part of me is, is remembers correctly and he overachieved now he went to eastern michigan wow not even that no, eastern just, michigan look, and, and you know i'm in the action i ain't never heard this yeah dude, yeah man. so touch it's my just like it's not a talent thing let me see what mm-hmm. round he was picked in see i thought he was he's he the fourth good. round like, fourth round so so a fourth round pick gets 10 sacks yay nice story seven sacks last year yay you got it you got a bargain you got a steal kind of but Stop it. Elite player? Yeah. No. If he was an elite player, he probably wouldn't have been drafted in the fourth round, even though sometimes that happens. But no. I'm and looking at should... this I'm looking at this list bitch bitching about uh Khalil Mack and this man bringing up Max Crosby. <laughs> can we can we mute him again? Damn you let him be an all star. I know he did the all he took the all star bait. Damn. So damn it. All right. Definitely heavily <laughs> fine if he does that again. All right. Oh, and yeah. so now some of our all stars, I don't crack down on it. Because you need to, because I know I should, but you know I'm trying to do good business. But sometimes they post these memes. Uh, your boy Gregory Lee. Sometimes he'll post a fake quote, and, it, and you can't tell if it's a parody or if it's a real quote, and people can't tell. But this one should have definitely, definitely been known. Drew Roberson, <laughs> my boy, Drewby, Drewby, do my debate partner, stepped into the challenge. Great supporter of the group, part of Bills Mafia. But he posted this picture with Conor McGregor, and it says the average salaries in sports across the world. Now, it had no source, just Conor McGregor's picture behind it. No source, just the picture. 
and you know it had the, the average salaries and it sparked a good debate but as several very intelligent people posted that it had nfl on it and it said 80 uh 860,000 as the average NFL player. Then later down, it says 3.32 million, which is not true for the average NFL player. It had the same sport twice, and he still posted it. Like, I just, it's not that hard. There's so many sources. Why do people keep falling for sources that aren't, don't exist? It's Junior's fault, bro. You let Junior get away with it. Now everybody thinks they can get away with it. Like, I'll just post some shit and see how many clicks I can get because then I'll make top five on the list. No. Hell nah, man. And Drewby hurt me. Carter hurt me. Bill's Mafia, man. You know, we're going to be back in about a, a, a month, but we still got this one little gray area right here this month where we're not friends. Y'all can't post shit like this, man. Y'all got to stop it. It's you got to stop it. And, and uh, the fact that I don't even think the league minimum for the NFL is eight hundred and sixty dollars. No, I think it's more it's than not. that. So how, how can that be? How can that be? That? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I was looking at that number like, yeah, that that can't be right. Just Neither like that three point three, three point two, right? Three point three is not. But, yeah. Now, if you can give me a number somewhere between those, and it's over a million, then yeah. But it it ain't it ain't really that. High, I don't think. But I mean, I I actually never look at average salaries and things like that really um until it comes up in contract talks and then at that particular time i'm just looking at what the market rate is for whatever they're asking for but um i mean salaries and compensation is going to be something that's going to come up routinely uh now that COVID's kind of gone but we got to see how much money people lost over the last year and and how that's going to work you know i guess in the next year or two uh with, with people's contracts but yeah, that, that was that's just lazy, man. Like, the group used to stand for something when we came to posting things and people being held accountable. But, you know, in typical fashion, we've let one person get away with it. Now everybody's doing this old post something stupid and go, oh, I didn't know what I was posting. Well, I didn't actually come up with this meme. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's Junior's so. go-to. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't, I don't have time to be babysitting to either. God, I might just start deleting I didn't it. have internet most of the weekend, so I can stop Jesus Christ. Shit. We need one more admin to like be like the person that comes and you think you're too good to do it, to to, to, to uh, man the page, and I'm busy, yeah. and I'm trying to create content. <laughs> we need a low man on t- total pole, and Keith nope. is more the podcast admin, not like a group admin kind of group guy. We need one more. We need one more, but when but, uh, I when I manage the page, it's a guillotine. It's it's straight blood everywhere, and everybody comes running to you crying. I got blocked. I got kicked. I got this. I got that. You like yo, chill. It chill, is chill. actually worse. So what people I, don't realize hand, it's actually worse. Yeah, my hand's too heavy. I'm a little diplomat. <laughs> I can be diplomatic sweet. with people that deserve diplomacy. Or you're not diplomatic. Uh, no, but I think <laughs> that. <laughs> I but the, I'm scared because if. I get another saltine. We know how that goes. And if I, do another, I don't want to lose an all-star, you know, because of admin. I don't, I don't want to do that. So we're kind of stuck. We have to do with our best. But you had a fine of our favorite, but, our favorite man, uh, Luca stand. This dude got to go too. Ryan, I know you listening. And if you're not listening, I'm going to tag your ass so you can listen. What, 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 what mini mark are we at? I'm going I'm to go back and look and find the mini mark and tag you in 14 and minutes. You listen to this mess. 14 minutes. Ryan. When RC takes his break, I promise you, you won't last five minutes in this group. <laughs> I will see to it that your ass is kicked out, Jazzy Jeff style, man. And we gonna we gonna get Sherman to hem you up by your collar, walk you to the front door, and toss your ass outside. Patrick McIntosh has been back. released. <laughs> yeah, man. This, all right, so the the Luca Kobe thing, like I've already warned him once, and he did it again. Just mentioning Luca and Kobe in the same breath, I'm tired of it. Stop it. But then the thing today, man, like I ain't trying to count a man's pockets, but look, you're not a degenerate if you gotta tell somebody, hold on, I'm gonna pay you on this. I never day. heard that's of this. Not, that's not how this shit works, man. He <laughs> is from the seven five seven. I think he, he grew up was around some nickels and <laughs> he pulling some real and I'm like, yo, you white, you're not supposed to act like this. You're supposed to have your rent on time, man. Why you acting like this? We, that's we don't that's wait. not how you we can't do wait business. Fifth of the month. You can't make a I bet. You can't make a bet of a game. Know the game's going to end and not have the money, bro. You can't do that. People get hurt over that. And, and, and for real, 
Look, I ain't, I ain't out here talking like I, I got like six figures and nothing like that. I'm broke, man. Y'all y'all don't realize I'm broke. I make more off of the gambling than I do off my real job. But I'm not gonna sit here and have people in the group talking like they big spenders, high rollers, and then on the side telling people like, hold on, I right, can, can I get you on the fifth? Can I get you on that? <laughs> if you make the bet, if you make the bet, put the money to the side and then pay it. Yeah, on time. I bet I bet um over two hundred dollars with with um with Zynga, uh, it was another guy and uh, Tony Mays. I'm I'm living check to check. I still paid them at the end. I had the money ready. Yeah, when, our group the, tradition usually we pay we pay boom. at the buzzer if not before because yeah. we drag we we've gone through a history of dragging people if they didn't pay. Uh, word to what was his name? Larry Lawrence. Oh my God! Remember my Larry? Finer, Finer. That was club. his name. Short dude. He didn't yeah. pay. He ran for some bets, but just just pay up, man. That's all I ask, and and don't be fronting for people, man. You out here in DMs asking for for extensions. Yeah, he was Hell acting no. like it was normal. He's oh, that's Special a DJ. No, and and if you think that's being a degenerate, hell nah, man. That's an addiction, <laughs> bro. That means you need help. Yeah. <laughs> What's that hotline number, man? That one eight hundred number that they they had they advertised yeah. they advertised FanDuel. That's that's no, the person that yeah. that's, that's I'm cool. Gonna, I'm gonna get it for him because again, like I said, everybody listening, I apologize, but I want to make sure Ryan gets his message because obviously he needs to hear it. If you need gambling assistance, <laughs> you need to call. Let me make sure I get this right. Yes, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call, text, or chat. Our confidential and toll-free helpline, 1-888-532-3500. And Ryan, when you call it, tell him I sent you. Hell out of here, man. Talking about you a degenerate. You're still my favorite. Still my favorite saltine right now. You're not my favorite. You're the first one out. Joe uh, Joe Matson let me down lately. Oh, in the bracket, what they call it, the first out? Yeah, that's, (laughs) that's your ass right there. First four out. All right, moving on. I think that's our fives. Moving on to our deflated game ball. They aren't quite as bad. Well, maybe they're not <laughs> as bad as a five, but it's kind of like you just kind of sucked overall. Maybe not as outlandish as a game ball. So that first deflated game ball goes to random. I actually know. Corey and I have worked very hard with Dominic Zynga. Uh, his, his tendencies that are... Uh, his very saltine tendencies that are insensitive. We've tried to point those out his early years in the group. But he got drunk. And I'm not going to say I necessarily disagree with it, but I stay silent on these kind of things because it's just not worth it. But he said, never forget, you could be a man and compete in women's weightlifting in the Olympics, but you can't smoke weed and compete in track and field. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just blew the page up at 918. On July yeah. 2nd. My man votes Republican and lives in Florida, yo. Like, we can save Dalton. We can't save Zynga. That, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take him for what he is, man. <laughs> and I get where he's coming from to some extent, but I would counter with some logic that even the, the females who are competing and were not born as females... My understanding is that they have to have a certain level of testosterone before they're allowed to participate in in these events. So they still have a criteria that they have to meet. So I don't don't think this is valid. But, you know, again, for for a guy from Florida, that's pretty – bless his heart. We'll put it that way. Bless his heart. And my thing, too, with this kind of thing, it's not worth my energy. It's not something that's prevalent for me to be like, oh, I'm outraged. Do I think it's good or right? No, but is it the end of the world if every now and then a transgender woman or man competes? It, it, no. So just like it was like with the transgenders in the bathroom, not to get serious, but I'm like, is this an ongoing problem? And we're, we're passing all the law. Like, don't pick on the people that are downtrodden unless mm. it becomes a problem. And I just, I can't work up the energy for the outrage, even though it's a little... You know, I'm not like co-signing it like Sam, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm under enough uh, duress in the yeah, public, yeah, man. Yeah, we got I, I going it, on. I leave the transgenders alone, man. I, I gotta get on Chappelle level before I start making those jokes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have enough money not to care. Uh, so yeah. our girl Shakari Richardson all over the page 
We had a Bless. really bad one by Junior that Ashley did a fantastic find for. Uh, but we had, like, I posted her apology. and But the thing, too, and it's on my page. Even my mom did it, and I told her about it. But the comparison to Michael Phelps, it's just like. Yeah. And, and we had our, our, our sister come in. She likes to come in every now and then to swoop in. I forgot her name. It's not that important. I don't even know this shit. Uh, I ain't never seen her. Yeah, she she came on one other time to talk about something sexist. Oh, about Jeannie Buss. But I, I like, it's one thing. You, you got, we got a whole, I put this on my regular page. We got a whole systemic racism, racism discussion. That means a whole system of racism. And you're going to find the insignificant, stupid stuff and make a dumb comparison between Phelps and her that have nothing to do with each other. He never tested positive if it was after the Olympics and he got punished more harshly than she did. All right, so check me, man. Your girl, Miss Fletcher, been a member since 2016. He never made a post. Ever. So I'm about to call her catfish, but looking at her pictures, she seemed like she might be real, but you never can tell. So I will say, Miss Fletcher, one, even if I disagree with a sister or brother, I ain't coming at y'all in, in no way where where I, I, I'm not trying to disrespect you, put it that way. But I don't agree with you to put it in simple terms i can't stand when somebody tries to call a a black person a coon because they have a different line of thinking than what you have that's not what the terminology was like even brought about for um and honestly a lot of what people want to call coonery is is really the forward thinking that we really need to start using and i think that we need to take these situations like mr shikari and look at them for what they are rather than always looking at trying to compare this to, to a white person. Like, this is her own thing. Like, she chose to do this, and, and she knew the risk, and she was going through something at the time, and, and she still smoked. She violated the rules. Her response to all this has been amazing. Like, she Great. accepted Fantastic. ownership, didn't really make any excuses. Like, she just said, you know, I was dealing with something, and I decided to smoke, and, and I apologize. And she was even like, you know, I'm going to come back better from this. And, and like, everything has been perfect you know like she was like i'm human we make mistakes yada yada so i have no problems with her response my my problems is with what everybody else is doing they're they're literally creating this this issue that doesn't really exist and people blame it on the media but i haven't seen the media really spinning this this is like people that i'm seeing spin this celebrities and these random posts that somebody will make with a picture or something like that and comparing these stories and and like she's talking about the support like the white people are supporting the, the young lady but black people are not support, supporting Shikari we didn't have Odell Beckham Patrick Mahomes like like just the name the she's two being off supported the top of my head I can think of but like everybody there's a legitimate movement to get marijuana um, off the banned substance because list. of her uh no, no and, and it was because of her, but also even before her, with people like Mike Tyson, Ricky Williams, they've been working behind the scenes yeah. to get WADA to, to take it off. And a lot of people don't know the history behind it and, and wondering why marijuana is even still on the list. It's outdated, yeah, but in a lot of other countries, it's still considered a, a substance that people shouldn't be taking. So they don't want people to feel freely that they can smoke and then you go to Japan or some shit and you yep. get arrested. Because you're smoking weed. So they kind of have to keep it, like, universal. You know, even though it's legal in America, and if these well, are... Well, it's not federally rules, legal, and it's only yeah, legal in 38 legal, states. But, but, like, in yeah. certain states and things. But if these are the rules, like, these are the, the governing body's rules, that particular section takes precedent over anything else. So it's legal to smoke marijuana in Oregon, but if the... International Olympic Committee say you can't have that shit in your system. When you compete in an International Olympic Committee sponsored event, <laughs> you're governed by their rules. Like, it's really simple. It really and is. And so, you know, I, I jumped in there shit because I feel like these are the opportunities where black people need to stand up and just be like, yo, it's, it's not what it is. Um, and I know a lot of a lot of our Caucasian brothers and sisters appreciate that because they're scared to, to have those battles. Yeah. And, and that's cool, but don't ever think that me and Ashley are cool. We're not. Um, so don't call me a coon because that would be what cooning would be, siding with Ashley Smith. But I'm not siding with Ashley Smith, so 
just this one particular topic. Really and the thing on. too, they try to compare it to the girl with the burritos that says she ate a bad burrito. She's suspended for longer than our girl is. Shakari Richardson. Yeah. All these people they're bringing up are getting punished more harshly. If anything, yeah. the most sympathetic person to ever fail a drug test as far as the Olympics is Shakari Richardson. But and they by- even said that they gave her the least. Yeah, and penalizing thing that they could do like 30 days is the minimum it just becomes a My point man. that it's so tribal and let me get this off it's so tribal yeah. Yeah. what we're doing also I think too what I wanted to bring it into a global thing you kind of touched on it is that we don't run everything in America it's ugly Americanism first of all we haven't finished battling the weed stigma because only 38 states have it legalized or decriminalized and it's still banned federally so right there in this country it's still against the law federally second of all most of the countries in the world it's illegal you can you gotta it's the IOC International Olympic Committee you gotta Mm -hmm. respect what they believe too and I had a, a conversation with somebody on the page, but you, you don't know what how legalizing would affect it in that country. You don't know about the distribution in different countries in, in, in Cambodia or Thailand or China or Russia. Mm-hmm. You don't know the dynamics of those countries. So just to call it a stupid rule without having any understanding of what is going on internationally is ignorant and ugly Americanism and imperialism and colonialism and America at its worst. We don't run everything. We got to respect the international community in an international event. Yeah, like, I I honestly don't understand. Maybe it's just because we're Americans and and this is what we're programmed to think. But why the hell do you feel like somebody got to do what you want when you want all the time? WADA is the world anti-doping agency. <laughs> it ain't the American anti-doping agency. So, yeah, when they set rules, they set rules. Again, you don't want to be in a situation where you're taking a substance like, like let's let's say cocaine was legalized in, in, in certain states in, in America and people well, we were do taking have Oregon, cocaine. what, heroin yeah. or whatever they got? Yeah, yeah, and you go to one of these countries where that shit don't, don't fly. You go to Beijing and do some shit that's against their rules, you gonna need the president to get you out. <laughs> like that's just how it is, you know. And and I I mean, you know, like I said, Shikari knows it. But the reaction from the public in general, and the fact that people are really trying to divide this into a black and white thing, is just pathetic. Just frankly put, it, pathetic. Our next deflated gay ball goes to admin and podcast partner extraordinaire Keith Fleming. His whole behavior. First time he's been in a group that had a winning team and he couldn't handle it. He's like one of those guys that goes out for New Year's and gets too drunk because they're not used to going to the bar. And we both love Keith (laughs) or or like him. But the up and down, he wanted to rub it in your face. But then every time he lost, oh, woe is me, Charlie Brown, Atlanta. He did the, we let it go last week. He did the three squirrels humping after they beat the uh, Sixers, which was way over the line. I don't even know where that came from. And then he's like, before the game, he's like, oh, Atlanta sports. I would be ecstatic if I was him if my team exceeded expectation. No one in this world predicted them to get as far as they did and you got a promising young core and a promising young future i'd be as happy as whatever but don't keep saying oh woe is me every time you lose but when you win you 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 post pictures of squirrels humping each other yeah i mean the statute of limitations for me to roast them on the squirrel days is, is past <laughs> we could be like so i'm gonna let it go okay. I, i'm gonna let it go we still friends. He sent me a text, but like I said, my internet been spotty. So um, by the time you hear this, I apologize. I didn't respond. Anyway, um, I understand where he's coming from to a sense. I have been a fan of teams who have had ridiculous championship droughts. So when you get that opportunity oh, yeah, the to, to, to compete or you're so close, watch your mouth. Um, <laughs> I understand that. You know, you want to seize the moment right now. You don't want to wait till next year to see what happens next year. You want to hear about how bright your future is because anything could possibly happen. And so you want to to seize the moment right now. And I understand that. However, if you're going to talk shit, you can't just flip it and be like, oh, you know, we, we wasn't supposed to win. That wasn't your energy after game one. No. It was not your energy after game one. So you, you got to remember... And, and Holler's really good at this, talking shit and taking lumps, because he's taking a lot of lumps, because ain't none of his team winning either, but <laughs> he constantly comes back and fires at you, and, and he'll he'll take it, you know, when, when people give him shit back, because there was, um, I can't remember the game Georgia lost, 
where I'm pretty sure people were lined up taking numbers to tap. Was it last year with South Carolina? The year before with South it Carolina? Been, man, but, but man, it was it was rough. It the was Tennessee so rough game was rough too. Remember with the Tennessee yeah, Hill and everything? That was rough. Yeah, once in my friendship with them, I wanted to be like, all right, y'all too rough on Hollywood. Yeah, I was like, it's enough, it's enough. Yeah, I thought about it, I was like, nah, he deserved that shit. (laughs) So, um, being an Atlanta-based fan, I I get it. You know, he was was close, and this happens to him often with the Falcons, and and even though he don't like the Braves, I'm sure he knows enough about the Braves. We get there, we don't win. Uh, But, so I I get it. Um, But can I I give a deflated game ball to Carter – since it's still the same kind of uh, he deserves it. contact, my man had the audacity to to make a post talking about anybody willing to take the bucks. Of course, we got four thousand people in the group, and five thousand said they wanted the bucks, including <laughs> um, me. And then I should have been at the front then, of the line. My and then group. after he after that, he comes in when we were talking one on one. This this was like a uh, in the comment in the reply section gonna tell me that damn you know if if Giannis had to play like implying that if Giannis had to play the Hawks would have had a better chance in what (laughs) world bro like in what world does Giannis (laughs) on the court bring more value yeah they're better without Giannis yeah and he's talking about free throws free throw this ain't Ben Simmons man that's some Jamar (laughs) logic like that that's some Jamar logic so okay Bill's Mafia has been killing me. Yeah, that's true. I muted him for 12 hours, but I swear to you, if this was like a comment made back in like March or February, he might have been muted for a month. <laughs> well, he's an all-star now, so. We got to oh, damn. Like, oh, he's an all-star too? Yeah, I, t- I turned the mute off. But <laughs> I also wanted him to I also wanted him to answer because everybody was like asking how many people. I went to his Venmo. I saw he paid two people, only one from the group. He, he, he paid Maddie B. But and somebody else I didn't know from the group, but sheesh, I, I should have got first dibs. Daddy gets the big piece of chicken bag. On. <laughs> but uh, he was wild for that. Insultine news. Again, Even though some of them got a little I, upset about this, their coach, okay. Dan Campbell, tight end coach extraordinaire, he says, "I'm not gonna wipe your butt. You're gonna wipe your own butt." I can't imagine any other person that's an adult in sports saying this but a saltine and and i'm not we already got serious but i'm just gonna be like why 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 is that okay to even say if you're not talking to a two-year-old bro this this dan campbell thing is stupid man like this these people do not succeed as head coaches no in, in the nfl in college football, maybe. depends. Like, I got a little Coach O vibe to it or something like that. But even Coach O got some swag, and, and, mm. and he's if he can a, recruit, a, you know, dem- it doesn't matter. But yeah and, yeah, and he's in a demographic where he speaks their language. Coach Campbell out here talking like like my man from the uh, that offensive line coach from the Browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, who, who stretches and that's pansy stuff and like like. What you so outdated, man? You you're not gonna come in the locker room full of grown men talking about wipe your own ass. I ain't wiping your ass. They're not gonna respect that, no. bro. And this this and I'll say it just confidently. I'll say it because this is Detroit Lions, and also because this shit never works. This is going to be a disaster. It ain't gonna work. Disaster. Jared Goff 100 will not respond to this type of coaching. I can guarantee that. Not a lot of grown and, men you know, are. Yeah. And you're going to have issues. It's just a matter of time. The only way it, it, there's no issues is if they get a staff that he basically doesn't have to talk directly to the players. But he seems to be going to the media saying this dumb shit. He's got a soundbite in every in every press conference. It's not going to work. It's like a movie coach. You know, it's like a movie coach about a Southern team or worse, like a parody or comedy like, like uh, Waterboy. But it's like he's trying to be what you think a football coach should be. And he also, he's like jacked and everything. He used to be jacked when he was with Miami. And I said, look at this. Y'all like this and thinks it makes you get motivated to run through a wall. But these are professionals. They don't need to get motivated to run run through a wall. They need to execute. And if you talk to players, the coaches they respect the most, most are the ones that know what they're doing. doesn't matter what you say. It's, do you know what you're doing? Can you teach me? Not, can you have the best quote? And, or put a sign that says the dude 
on your office plate, which is what he does. It's just a, it's a farce, and I can't believe he gets a coach job over Eric Bieniemy or any other black coach because no other no black coach would be allowed to sound this ignorant in his life. Yeah, we ain't. I mean, the only coach I can think of this black that would have said some dumb shit like this is maybe Herm Edwards, but that I don't even know he would be that dumb. Yeah, I don't even think it, uh, he his his sound bites are much better than this. Clearly, because yeah. one of his is one of the most famous of all time. I hate it here. Yeah, so. <laughs> go ahead. Meet head coaches. Go ahead. No, I was just saying yeah. go ahead. Yeah, meet your coach. I, I hate it here segment. God, I can hear your voice when I hear it, but Junior Ariallo or whatever of Team Undocumented, so I'm going to start calling them <laughs> Team Undocumented. I don't, like, people are just falling for it. And Ben used to do it when he used to get to the top. Ben Garcia used to do it when he get to the top. Just spam the page with fanboy shit. And there are many roads on this page to, to success or to become popular or become known. You could be very smart like Joe Matz. Or you could be smart and a personality like you. You could be smart and a personality like Jay Holla and good at retorts and all that. You can just be a cool dude like Jamal and Jay and just on the page all the time. Or you can just go full fanboy and spam the page with crap. And hope something sticks. And that, my friends, is how Junior got to the top of my damn rankings. In the same way I used to like beg people not to comment on Ben's stuff. I miss Ben, though. Don't comment. Yeah. No, Ben's still around. He's, I know he's Ben's not as active as he used he, yeah, he, he's actually adulting now. It's kind of weird. But don't worry. The spam is coming. College football season is coming. <laughs> But um, Junior just he just wanted attention, man. That's all, and and people keep giving it to him. So he's the Jake Paul of IBS right now. So he can keep it going, man. I mean, yeah, we can tell people every week and talk shit about him every week about how dumb his posts are for the most part. But he'll keep getting clicks because people love stupid stuff. <laughs> and I participated today, so I can't even really sit here and talk bad about people because I participated today. I, I didn't really take the bait quote unquote i just wanted to directly talk to the uh lady that was common but yeah people just keep taking the bait man it's um, just the low-hanging I, fruit my, man my i hate it here is is uh my rant today is, is really gonna go back to my arch nemesis joe fucking Matts, man hey bro i'm not gonna sit here and we talked this whole show and i don't even know if ronnie realizes it or not and i'm pretty sure i screenshotted and showed you when he made the comment about uh like Oh my god, I, I got the screenshot. I'm gonna look it up so I can read this directly because I I was so blown that this man compared Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and Dak Prescott and like what they mean to their teams. Oh lord. That I, I just why I you had no that? Words, I did man. push him. I did push him because I'm like, how can you say and to give background too the the group voted the red the, the sorry put the, put some money in a jar the football team mm-hmm. as the favorite or the mm-hmm. team to win the nfc east and i pushed them saying hey we got Dak, we got the, the best offense usually the team with the best quarterback and the best offense is going to win a division especially when it's a, a gap the gap between Dak and ryan Fitzmagic, who's one of my favorite players actually it is immense and so my issue is because again joe's joe's definitely intelligent and I ain't got no issues with that. My issue is just the wording here. Washington should be the slight favorite. They have the most complete roster, competent coaching, and the upgrade they made at QB is nearly as big as the Cowboys getting Dak back. Oh, he said that? What? Wow. Wow. What? what? Ryan Pitts fucking Patrick is as big as getting back Dak Prescott? Who was, who was statistically a top, not top 10, top five quarterback the year before that when he got and he got franchised and and even though they were not winning football games statistically he was still in the top like seven or eight Ryan Fitzpatrick ain't never been in the top fucking 10 in the league in anything really for an extended period of time he's a mediocre quarterback he's the first quarterback that you can think of that was used as a fucking closer he wasn't even a real quarterback he didn't even start he came in just for the fourth quarter just for the fourth quarter like come on man we can't we can't keep doing this i've been battling ryan fitzpatrick like shit for like five years man 
I've even argued with people outside of the group on other people's podcasts. I've called in. I'm that kind of troll. I've called in on random Twitter podcasts to shit on Ryan Fitzpatrick to get people to stop. I don't know if anybody remembers when he was with the Jets and Mangold and, and Brandon Marshall cried to get this man back to play <laughs> quarterback like he, he was, was good. And everybody was like, yeah, we got Ryan Fitzpatrick back. I don't even think they were fucking six and ten. Like it was an embarrassment. He was he's, he was he's three a, eight, eight, he's three a great eight guy. as a starter. Yeah, when, when that second guy. year. So so a, the thing too, yeah. Joe, why would you assume Fitzpatrick is an upgrade, even though maybe statistically he was he would be, but he doesn't continue to play. So let me tell you his the game started, and this is not because of injury. He got benched every single time. Seven games last year. The year before that, thirteen games, five and eight by the way. Year before that, seven games. Two and five. Year for that, three games. Two and one. Year for that, the Jets' year. You, they were doubling down after he went ten and six in 2016. He was three and eight, and they benched his ass. His ass gets benched every time. So why would every you time. believe that's really an upgrade when he's not going to play based on his history? He's got benched every year of his career, but one, two, three. And my second part of the I hate it here goes to the the John Doe fans. Like you're talking about a fucking coach that had an MVP quarterback in Cam Newton, and he got to the Super Bowl. But what has he ever done with a quarterback not MVP talented? Like, just anybody, off the top of your head. How many games has he ever won in a season without an MVP caliber quarterback? MVP caliber quarterback? Not a fucking lot. And you think Ryan Fitzpatrick is the answer? No. You better be glad you got that damn defense, but it's going to be the same shit as last year. You might move the ball just a little bit more effectively, but... If the offensive line has issues, and I'm not trying to make this into an NFL show, but your quarterback has limitations, and if we have an unathletic quarterback with physical limitations, they don't succeed without a monster offensive line to keep them upright. Good luck with that. That's all I'm saying. Good luck. Before we switch to the posts of the week, I want to remind everyone to subscribe here through iTunes or I guess if it's Spotify but give us a rating give us five stars through iTunes support the network become an all-star share the page support the brand in any way you can moving on to our post of the week Maurice did Maurice Anthony did the Lord's work he posted something from Mm -hmm. a Celtics blog that basically showed Luca ignoring Christoph Porzingis, even though he was coming out to pick and roll and be a pick and pop and be wide open shooting in double teams and Characteristically, Mavs fans made excuses and said it's small snippets. I even fined Ryan uh, Lasernick because I showed him that basically Luca had shot 359 step backs and was shooting like 35%. He's like, Luca could do what he wants, and you had a follow up post on it. It's just bad basketball. I don't care who it is. If you're taking bad shots and, and not passing the ball to NBA players that are wide open, that's bad basketball, and it's losing basketball. And my thing is, is that look, I'm not, I'm not the basketball uh, guru like some of you guys in the group. So I, I don't know all the terminology, all the plays that people run. I do understand that the game has evolved. And one of the things that I know for sure that people always do in today's game is picking pops, but they're big men uh, because the majority of big men have range now. For people to on that thread to talk about how he don't, he shouldn't pass to to Porzingis. Porzingis should get his ass down low. What? Like, Porzingis has a better three-point percentage than fucking Luka, man. Like, <laughs> he can make a shot if you... Like, people are being too shallow with the way they're they're taking this criticism of Luka. Like, one of the things that makes good guards, really good guards, James Harden is a prime example, is he's a, able to adjust to the people around him and get them shots in rhythm. In rhythm. That terminology there is so important when you're talking about your criticism of of Luca because he he doesn't seem to understand that. And the times that he has gotten guys like Hardaway and and, uh, I guess it's just Hardaway, honestly, (laughs) like he's giving him shots in rhythm and things like that. Boban. It has looked great. It has looked great. Boban, yeah. Somehow he can get Boban shots in rhythm. But Porzingis is one of those guys that, honestly, if you're going to give him the shot, it needs to be a shot in rhythm. Like, he needs to be stepping into the shot. You got to give him the, the right pass in some situations to help him get in rhythm on his shot. 
the extreme to that is Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, their um, their chemistry. How Klay, when he gets the ball from Steph, like I wish there was some way that they could show the statistics on it, but their chemistry is so unmatched. He's able to get those shots in rhythm, and he's able to adjust to the people around him and try to get them shots in rhythm, even if they don't go in. They're good shots. You can't say that about the Mavs offense with anybody that plays with Przingis, man. I mean, with uh, Luka. And some of that is Luka's fault because he holds the fucking ball. He's got the ball 85 90% of the time. So how can he not take the criticism? You can't blame these guys and get the ball after they've been double teamed and with five seconds left on the clock and their percentages are like in the mid-30s. Like, nobody's hitting good shots like that. You, there's no such thing as a good shot in a lot of those situations. So... I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It probably ain't gonna ever change. Luke is the most coddled star that we've seen in a long time, yeah. um, and we and we can go into why we think that is, and we know what it is. But you know what? Like I like I told Ryan, which should have been on the show too, and I I just forgot about it. But um, he was like, uh, "What do you?" I think you were on the thread too, but he was like, "In what five years or ten years or something like that?" Let um. Can you honestly say what's the over under on Lucas championships? And I said I can confidently say zero. Yeah, if he's still playing, if this is the style and he's I, gonna play. Yeah, and I and I stand by that. And I said the same type of shit about Westbrook when he was ball hogging and, and dominating the possessions and not really getting people quality looks and shots. You'll never win like that in the NBA. And he had Carlisle, who was respected league-wide. So if you Literally. still want to play that style with Carlisle, I don't see you break it. But maybe you can break it. But you you got to be able to move. Even LeBron moves without the ball and isn't as ball dominant. If LeBron isn't as ball, if you're more ball dominant than LeBron, you need to recheck because none of you are better than LeBron. So what does that, that, that yeah. tell you? And 40% usage in the playoffs, it's just not acceptable. If you just look at the history of basketball, I'm not trying to knock him. I'm trying to tell you the history of basketball, it does not work. High dominant usage guys to that level does not work. It's not. It's, you can't sustain it, man. Like there's legitimate data out there and, and, and like uh, articles on how the fucking Clippers literally just let him do what the fuck he wanted to do for three quarters and then got Switched tough it, yeah. on him in the fourth. And he didn't have the he didn't have the stamina. He didn't have the stamina to, to, to get it done. And he doesn't have the faith in his teammates and people are blaming the teammates, but they're not given opportunities to, to really be successful. Like, they, we don't know how bad they are. Because I saw I saw Steph Curry go to fucking uh, Philly and he was shooting the lights out. I, why didn't he Seth. work with Luka? Yeah. Yeah, Seth. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, who's the other boy that everybody keep talking about? Wild ain't, ain't that good uh, on the team. It's not. Is it Josh Richardson? I can't remember the whole. Wild I think it is. Anyway, I'm drawing. Killed his career. It's one of. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of these dudes. Like it's one of their other like wing players that they're like isn't gonna really do anything, and 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 he needs to go to the to the G League. But I'm like, if you put him on a team where he's able to play within the system and the flow, he can he can get it done. So, Luca fans, y'all in for a long, 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 long. Enjoy yeah. while you got it. <laughs> Next year, <laughs> right? <laughs> I took a lot of heat this week from Chris Paul fans, and I just thought it was funny. I don't hate on Chris Paul, but I see everybody seems to be rooting for him this year. So it is a crowd. I usually go the other way. Uh, we had a couple posts. Uh, Maurice, his post triggered me first. All CP3 slander leads to cease immediately. Point God. I keep seeing these hashtag point God <laughs> stuff. Uh, Joe had a post. He also had eight assists and zero turnovers tonight, uh, along with being the oldest with 35 points in consecutive closeouts, which he did. I guess he did it for Denver, too. He's up there with Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Labar, LeBron James, and he's the oldest one to do that. Point God. And then I say, basically, where was all this energy when he, the first three games, he was 19 of 60 shooting. And, and no one seemed to understand or on purpose, reaction-wise, they reacted to, oh, oh, you know, you're hating on him and this is da-da-da-da. So where was that energy when he sucked the first three games, when they won the first two games without him, first two games he played, and then all I hear is crickets, but then when he has a sensational game, he's the point god. Was he the point god in game three and four and five? Like, I don't understand how we can just jump and say, oh, my God, point God, but 
It's never Chris Paul's fault when things go wrong for the people that support him. That's my problem. It's never his fault. Not with the media, not with the fans, not with anybody. It's never Chris Paul's fault. But he plays great. That's just proof. God, if I did that with Wilt, he would be the GOAT. We only took the best games he ever had. You got a lot of Patrick Beverly energy about you right now. <laughs> I got I got the Suns at 14-1. Point God, point guard, point man, point whatever. It don't matter. Suns in six. Get me my money, bro. And you will never hear slander from me again. <laughs> and I like the Bucks, but I don't think Giannis is going to be healthy. So, you know, they might just end up cruising towards the thing. But it just, it just bothers me that people are just like, I don't like when people get a pass. I don't give anybody a pass. <laughs> like, he was playing like shit and playing the team out of the game. Look at these first three games. The Suns had a 97.7 offensive rating with him on the floor for the series. Those three games that he played before the great game to close out. And 112.5 rating with him on it. He slowed the team down. He hurt everybody on the floor. And he was getting toasted on defense. And yes, he came up. But nobody had anything to say. When he was sucking, yeah. It, yeah after it just, it after that, what first game he came back, all the articles was like, "Should Chris Paul come off the bench?" The Suns were significantly sore, and they were talking about how Devin Booker suffered and stuff. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "Stop it!" Uh, I think the bump. I think this bump is really near and dear to your heart. Ugh. You and Corey stay on the Boogie Cousins train. Somehow he found a Boogie Cousins slander. And he did get 10 points, like, in six minutes. Who cares? But y'all want to stick on Fat Boy's train. It's over. Why can't y'all let it go? It's not over, bro. Boogie just need to get an opportunity, man. Nobody wants to give him an opportunity. That shit whack. Because he gets hurt every time he goes on the floor. Hey, now you just got to manage his minutes, man. Manage his (laughs) minutes. Yeah. But good old Boogie. And then, I don't know, did you see the UCLA food video that I, share, I shared? Where the dude had all the, all the food and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I seen it. I, I, I try to help. Like, I've been railing against the NCAA for years. They're talking about they can't get fed. But I shared this video, and this guy had more food than, than anybody I've ever seen in his life. And he said that was one day. And he had trays and trays of prepared meals and energy bars or protein bars. And I'm just like, that's UCLA? How to eat in Alabama? So, uh, just so you know, NIL is official. So, I'm sure all that was legit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right before. Yes. Yeah. And I, you want to talk about a blind moment. It took me three, it took me three days to figure out what NIL meant. (laughs) I kept seeing the headlines. I'm like, what does that mean? Like I knew it meant their benefits, but I was like, well, NIL, what are we, what are we talking about? But it, it took me a while. I had definitely had a, a light skin or a blonde moment or whatever you want to call word out to my snow bunnies. We can, the similarities are there. And your boy, Dabu, so this is a great, your boy, Dabu, I was going to say, this is a great op- opportunity for me to plug the college show. So people can learn about NIL. Plug it. <laughs> so the NIL, We'll be explained to you guys uh, within the next week or two. We're just ha- hashing out some of the um, some of the layout of the show, but we will be bringing back the college football show, which will be every single week. Uh, we will be doing a full preseason of each conference with a separate show, and then also going over a preseason top twenty-five uh, the week before the season starts. And we will be in every single Wednesday uh, with a college podcast uh, just for college football. But go ahead. I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip the next bump because I don't care about you, Dabo Sweeney, and we're going a lot over time. But this is like <laughs> a week and a half of uh, of stuff because I had a struggle trying to put together the show like last Wednesday or Thursday. So, but what was your meme or video of the week that you saw, the best one? Meme or video of the week. Oh, man. I You know what? Honestly, I can't even think of one off the top of my head um, for the simple fact that I was so distracted with some of the other nonsense that we had going on in the group. <laughs> we indeed did. We did have a lot of nonsense. Yeah. So, uh, uh, mine was go a good go one. Ahead. I saw the Batman one that shared today. There were a couple I had that were contending, but Jay uh, Johnson shared a Batman meme with this black guy. It's basically like a hood superhero. It's a pretty good account. I, I can uh, 
I'll, I'll bump it or something in the group because it definitely deserves a follow. But it basically was talking about Batman being a bitch. And there are, when I watch these animated movies, they're fighting all these crazy heroes. And it wouldn't be realistic for Bat. I mean, super villains. It wouldn't be realistic for Batman to fight some of these people. So Batman stays on the outskirts, right, of the fights. Because, you know, he's the human and everybody's a superhero. <laughs> but they, basically, they have Cyborg asking, hey, man, you can't help me. He's like, look, the bat is just, it's symbolic. It don't mean I can turn into a bat and actually help you. But the Batman slander needs to stop. I don't like it. It's very disrespectful. And Nichols don't deserve Batman. Y'all don't deserve what Bruce Wayne brings to the world. He's just trying to save Gotham. Who do you think is in Gotham? Who do you think he's doing this for? The, the brothers, the Nichols. <laughs> Disrespect needs to stop. It stop. It just does. When he gives money to charity, who do you think he's giving it to? Black kids. Come on, You ain't man. seen no black kids in Gotham, man. You cut this nonsense well, they don't off, show man. Them on. They don't show them on camera, but it's implied. They don't show them on camera. They don't show them <laughs> in the comics. You ain't seen a black person in... You ain't even seen a black henchman. They, they all want to make the black life. people seem like thugs, but everybody no. knows underneath, you know, the people that you're not seeing is black, but they don't want to see... They can't say the black man killed you know, Batman's dad, because if a black man kills Batman's dad, that means he's really on a racial, <laughs> he's in a white rage thing, you know, you can't do that. Had to be a white guy, you know? So look, everybody and everything in Batman is white. Hollywood looks at looks at the character, sees the script, and they go, so what, what's, what's up with Catwoman? They're like, I don't know, but she don't like to get wet, so they made her black on, in the movie. <laughs> only, in some, only in some iterations, Eartha Kitt and, uh, and Holly Berry. Just sometimes. I think uh, Frank Miller's... Man, he might have been. She might have been black, too, Frank Miller. Oh, but God. anyway, <laughs> don't want to get dorky for you. I got a couple game balls. I gave him a game ball to Jimmy Hicks because he was actually the first Luca stand to actually criticize Luca, or Mavericks fan. He said, you want a critique from a Mavericks fan? He's too ball dominant. His usage is too high. He whines like a little bitch when he doesn't get to the call. He needs to rely more on TJ... THJ and Brunson and as KP is irrelevant 40% of the games they pay poor shot selection in key situations I thought that was really good and so he at least just just admit it why are you fighting me over stuff that you should know that this man doesn't do well I always give him his props say he's a very good player but can we we can't point out the critiques every other player we pointed out his critiques when he was on the rise why can't we point out Lucas that's my thing and then uh, Barack Lesnar, who obviously that's not his real name, but he came on the page because he's a CP3 stand, and he definitely schooled me on some of the advanced metrics that I was sleeping on about CP3, even though I think CP3 like figures out a way to game the system because he's been playing like crap half these games, but he did ball against Denver. So he caught me sleeping and working and texting and all that, and so he caught me on some good advanced metrics. So I give props when somebody does their thing. You got any game ball for anybody? I gave a game ball to Jimmy as well for being the only person in the group that I like that's a saltine and didn't disappoint me this week. I appreciate you, man. And more than a sports page. If you want to go no comment, you can go no comment. But Bill Cosby came home this week. (laughs) (laughs) All I got to say is Bill Cosby is the first subject matter I've seen in a long time where the jokes have come in from all sides and they've all been relatively funny and I had to give a game ball to everybody for that fact I guess but um yeah as far as guilt innocence and this and that I will say this the system is designed to work a certain way it seems that when people who are in positions to make sure that some things don't get overlooked in the system so people can get held accountable when they fail at their job, people blame the person who is the accused. The burden of proof is on the state. It ain't on the accused. So if the accused gets off, you don't blame the accused because they don't have to prove anything or do anything. So this ain't Bill's fault. This is the system that the people who are supposed to work the system the right way, like the prosecution and, and everybody that's supposed to bring the charges against him, that's their fault. So um, whether Bill did it or not, I honestly, you know, my position is is that if you didn't do the job the right way, then this is what's supposed to happen. He should be let go, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, on my end, so, it, I, I mean, I, I do. I'm not a believe woman guy, but I do research, 
you know, these things that generally women aren't lying when they're accusing someone of some kind of sexual abuse. And when you have over mm-hmm. 60 of it, it's hard to believe that it's not. But I will say it does kind of sort of have that OJ vibe where, you know, you know, a black person got over on the system and they did violate his rights to do what they did with the prosecution. But most of all, to me, growing up in the 80s, it and it's not right. It's just a mixed feeling I have growing up in the 80s. Like he was the guy that was like everybody's dad. And to have that taken away in a final way, in a proven way, it's tough. And uh, so, you know, I have mixed feelings. I know he's guilty or whatever. But like Dave Chappelle said it best, he rapes, but he saves. It's a complicated thing. And it's not just black and white. And obviously he's done some vile things. But at the same time, he's done a lot of good things. He rapes, but he saves. <laughs> I, I, I can't get away with that yet, but I will one day. Well, look, I'm just quoting Dave. That's all. I know, Dave. I know. I hear you, Junior. I hear you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know I didn't pull a Junior, didn't I? And folks, we sorry it was a little bit. Uh, we're going to do our best. We'll get it out on Sundays or on Wednesdays or whatever. We're doing our best. But again, support the show. Listen to the show. Spread the news. This could be the show that blows up, hopefully. You got any parting shots, Alan? Um, make sure you guys be on the lookout for the college podcast. Uh, continue to be active in the group with, with everything that we can possibly do. Because, again, the group will continue to grow and have cooler things if we can get more participation. And don't forget to like the page, too. Uh, Facebook, the main, the mothership, I call it. I think it's facebook.com backslash IBN or IB Network. I share it in there all the time. IB Network. Just like the page. We got over, we got 3 million views, just 3 million people reached just last week and 3.4, 3.5 for the month. So it's blowing up and uh, I do like that. And it could be a, a platform where we can share our stuff and grow. So for Alan Sandridge, aka Active and Lazy, and the Commission, enjoy the group. <laughs>